0: Lord. Our foundational scripture today is going to be Ephesians 1, 3 through 4. Let's read it together. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Was that not there the whole time? Because I didn't hear you reading. (laughs) Hallelujah. All right. Well, praise the Lord. My brothers and sisters, that's our foundation, but we're going to be pressing on some issues, and I just ask the Lord right now in Jesus' name. Father God, again, we've honored you as our Holy Father. as, as, as you're, you're our all. You're everything to us. Lord, in this moment, we want you to be our teacher. Holy Spirit, teach us, lead us, guide us, and direct us in all truth. Lord God, I pray that each and every person in here would hear the message specifically specifically that you designed for them to hear, that as individuals, Lord, we would be raised up, we would gain knowledge and wisdom and understanding of your word by which we would be more suitable to the purpose and plan that you called us to, that we would be more conformed to the image of Jesus. Lord, get me out of the way and allow your word to be brought forth in spirit and truth in this moment in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So now I want to in order to go forward I want to go back just a little bit and please be patient with me because you know how I am. I'm just that kind of teacher, that kind of professor. I'm going to crown myself professor this morning if you don't mind, but I'm just that kind of person. And here's the thing. You know that we've been pressing on faith because without faith it's impossible To please God. So faith is obviously a very important thing. Everything we get from God, we get by faith. We believe in God by faith. Everything is based on faith. Amen? Amen. Okay, so I want to, I never want to, I don't want to... Apologize, but at the same time, I know you get tired of hearing the same things, but remember Hebrews 1.11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And my brothers and sisters, most of us have been in Sunday school and we could probably quote that scripture since we've been knee high to a grasshopper, but quoting it doesn't get the job done. And remember, we studied it together and evidence is the key there. Hebrews in the Amplified, that same passage. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title of things we hope for. We own the things that we hope for. The title deed. When you have the title deed to something, you own it. We own the things that we hope for. Being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of the reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. And I know we've discussed this, but man, we need to get a hold of this because each and every day, I fight this battle in my own self or with my own self. Right. Each and every day. Because I am disappointed about some things sometimes. You know, I don't have the instantaneous answer to prayer. Like you, I've prayed for a lot of things and I don't see it in the natural. So I have a wife, thank God, who reminds me sometimes that it's already done, who tries to help God to help me to strengthen everything and encourage me to remember that God said that it's already done, and according to faith, I have to live it like it's already done. Hallelujah, I'm about to burst already. Ha! So look, faith is the proof. See, this is, the, I have to live like it's already done. Right? That's, that's the, the conviction. I want to, I, I was thinking about this last week, and I don't think that I really gave you a good... Have you ever, when you were raising children or grandchildren or whatever, have you ever asked your child, when you were helping them with math homework, for instance, and you say, okay, what's two plus three? And they say to you, five? And they're not saying it with real conviction. They're kind of hoping that it's that, but they didn't say they're not 100% sure. Listen, what did you detect in their voice? Not a strong conviction. There was doubt. There was uncertainty. I think it's that, but. See, so, now, when I'm acting in conviction about something, see, what faith is, faith is, what's two plus three? Five. Now, sometimes that, you know, that doesn't... Now, just because you're totally convinced of something, that doesn't make it true. (laughs) Because I've been six foot tall my whole life. Now, some of you are laughing a little bit too hard. (laughs) I'll just give you a quick example. You know, my neighbor across the street, there's a couple that lives across the street from us. They moved in, I think, a year or two ago. Nice folks, younger couple. And um, Michelle uh, is the wife's name, so it's really easy for me to remember her name. Now it's taken me, you know, about the first five years of marriage, then I finally remember my wife's name. Now it's etched in there. So now I know my neighbor's name because same as my wife's. Easy, right? Now, the husband, Shane, But I thought it was (laughs) Sean. So I kept calling, with conviction, how you doing, Sean? <laughs> and and he's, he's, hey, Anthony. He calls me Anthony. Hey, Anthony, how are you? Good. Never, then one day Michelle said, hey, she greeted me and we were talking about something and I, and I said something about Sean. She said, you mean Shane? I'm thinking, who's Shane? <laughs> so just because I said it with conviction, hey, Sean, that didn't make it so. Yeah. See, my conviction, oh boy. See, this, this is for somebody, maybe me. My conviction comes from here, Amen. right? And, and listen, that's why it's so important for you all to be studying on your own and not, your conviction can't come because Pastor Tony said so. Now the Lord may use me to confirm something. Right. See, something you've already read, something the Lord is already dealing with you with and something that you, man, my brother, something that you're studying because I've had people come to me, man, that word was just for me. You don't know, Pastor. You said this and you, and they would tell me circumstances and situations and it's happened to some of you as well. The Holy Spirit in you has you talking to somebody and all of a sudden you're saying something and the scripture is coming to mind and it just happens to be the scripture that that person needed to hear. Now, their confidence then comes because they understand that God is bringing confirmation over his word, right? Okay, I don't know why that I had to stay there, but I did and I'm thankful to the Lord and I'm going to trust that I needed to hear it or somebody else needed to hear it as well. Okay, so now evidence, proof, conviction, the quality of showing that one is firmly convinced of what one believes or says. Conviction, evidence, proof. So that's what this definition of faith is all about. It's not just me. Listen, and a lot of us are good at putting on the external show. A lot of, oh, just loving the Lord this morning. How are you? Oh, just great. Great to be saved. Great, and inside you're... Now... Is there something that goes with the positive confession? Yeah, absolutely. But if the positive confession is coming out of a conviction over what he said, right? That's the that's difference. The positive, listen, the positive confession is because I'm confessing what he said about me or to me through his word. Are you with me? Oh, hallelujah. Because I can go ahead and confess all the live long day, I'm going to win the Powerball. I'm going to win the Powerball. I'm going to win the Powerball. Do I need to say anything else? All right. Let's continue. Now, remember, we were in Galatians last week, and I'm not going to stay there. I just need to brush up against it a little bit. In Galatians 5, now the works of the flesh are evident. The works of the flesh are evident. So I don't want to hear anybody ever say to me, you know, uh, don't judge me. I'm not judging you. Your works are telling on you. Okay, I'm. I'm. I'm not. And and it's not for me. It's not. And and I'm not condemning you. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm not. If the Lord leads me to bring something to your attention, if you're if you're part of my sheepfold, I'm going to have to bring it to your attention sooner or later because that's my job. And if I love you, remember last week's message. Love does not equal tolerance. It's the opposite. God God corrects us because He does love us. So if I have to mention something to you or or whatever, it's because I love you. If I listen. How could I say I love you and then go ahead and let you continue down the path which leads to your destruction? That's not love. Amen? Okay, so we'll get off of that. So now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, partying, and the like. I I can't get around this. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those who practice such things. Very simple. If you do that, you're not going. That's, just, that's it. He said it. I didn't take it up with him. Now, let's jump ahead. We're in, in moving ahead to verse 22. But the fruit or the evidence of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness is self-control against such there is no law and those who are Christ's see look at the way Holy Spirit has placed this right here see I, I, I want to this this is this is no accident y'all look at now look the evidence of the spirit is love. the evidence that you're walking that you're following after God that you're living a life after the after God by the spirit are these things this fruit is in your life you love unconditionally right I, I'm not going to say all of these things to you, but, but there, there's joy in your life. Even in the middle of bad circumstances, you have joy in your life. You have peace. You, you have some patience. You're kind. You're good. Generally, I, you, do you hear me? So if these things are in your life, these are the evidences that you're walking after God, that the Holy Spirit is in you and you're walking after God. Amen? Amen. But look at what it says in verse 24. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. See, it, it's, I, the, the two can't work together. Are, are you there? See, the two cannot work together. I can't try to go ahead and in some cases satisfy and walk according to the flesh and satisfy the lust of the flesh, but then at the same time have the character of Holy Spirit be walking in the Spirit. Are you with me? So somewhere along the line here, there has to be a distinct, there has to be a separation, a cutting off. Are you, are you there? Okay, this is very rudimentary, Tony. Everybody knows that. Why are you saying something that's so rudimentary? Well, because if it didn't need to be said, God would not have given it to me. And, my brothers and sisters, if, it, if we were practicing that, we would see signs, wonders, and miracles. We would not have the condition that we have in churches today. We wouldn't have to have rock concerts and giveaways and everything else to get people to fill seats. Crucify the flesh. And very basic. See, remember, those of us who are studying, again, discipleship, Jesus very, very specifically and definitively, if you would be my disciple, deny yourself, pick up the cross. Pick up the cross. What is he saying? Crucify yourself. Put your own flesh to death and follow me. See, I can't follow him. Oh, this is good. I'm not going to charge you extra for this. Don't worry. This is good. Think, think about that. Think about what Jesus said, and think about what the Holy Spirit said through the apostle right there. They can't go together. Jesus is saying, listen, if you're going to follow me, you have to die to yourself first. Deny yourself, pick up the cross, crucify your own flesh, and then follow me. Is that a revelation to anybody? It, it, listen, you said, well, I've, I've, yeah, we knew that. We heard that our whole life. Okay, then, now what we have to do is put it into practice. Amen? Amen? Romans 6. I'm not, just don't be on the board. Just listen. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life, right? Now, all, all those of us who have been baptized and most of us who were baptized when we were little, we truly understood. That's why I, I, you know, I don't baptize the kids. I wouldn't let my, my kids get baptized until they can understand what baptism really is. Somebody says, well, I, I, it's washed my sins away. No, baptism does not wash your sins away. Baptism is, I am, I am making a public statement, as you know, many of you know this, that I'm making a public statement that the old Tony died. I'm, I'm crucifying my flesh. I'm, I'm dead. And now I, my goal, my aim, I proclaim. I, I'm, I'm saying it right here, right now, in front of everybody. I want to live according to God. I want to follow Christ. Right? But notice, but again... The point being made that we have to die first. We have to realize that we have to die first, right? Okay, so now, Tony, <laughs> so silly, and I'm going to say something silly here, but in all practicality, how does this happen? Because, you know, obviously we can't kill ourselves. If, if, you know, that, that's obviously, we're not, so what does this mean? In Ephesians 2, 4 through 6, But God, I love that. Those are two words that I love. And I'm going to tell you why in a second. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. There's this, listen, my brothers and sisters, watch. This, according to this, we're already dead. Didn't it say that? Okay, Tony, that makes no sense. If I, I have to put the flesh to death. And now this is saying, I'm dead. Yeah, you're dead in your sins and trespasses. Wages of sin is death. Adam brought death and corruption onto us. Spiritually, we were dead. So now what happens is the, the body is alive, the body is alive, and, and now the body has this nature that leads us to death. Right? And so now watch. But God. Those two words, it, listen when the enemy of your soul tries to minister to you, say, but God. Why? Why? Because it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. When I was dead in my sins and tra- trespasses, but God. God has the final say-so. God has all the authority. God has all of the power. And either I believe that and trust in it, or I don't. So now, what well, the doctor said this, but God. My kids don't look saved, but God. Right? I've prayed for this and I don't see it, but God. Come on. I got to hang on to that, man. There are a lot of times that might be the only thing that keeps me hanging on, but God. God has the final say-so in all things. Amen? Amen? Amen, amen, amen. But here's the thing. I have to put myself in that place where I'm following him, I'm hearing him, I'm on that path. Amen? So look what it says, and he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So does that mean you know, we, when we get to heaven? Mm, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think it's already done. But that brings us back to our foundational scripture for today. that's, again, Ephesians 1, 3, and 4, so let's read it again. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So we have these blessings. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. So again, does that mean I get to realize my blessing when I'm in heaven? Well, the fullness, absolutely. I, I, you know, no matter how much he blesses me here, I'm not going to get my full, I'm not going to get that full glory until I see him face to face. For now in part, then face to face. Amen? So the full benefit, the full ba, Remember in the prayer which God led, in, in the prayer, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man, or man can't even imagine the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Jesus said to his apostles, what did he say? In, in John, don't, don't be afraid, right? You believe in God, believe in me also. In my Father's house there are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, then I'm going to come back and get you that where I am, you might be also. There's something that I'm preparing, I'm preparing something for you, I'm preparing for something for you, so this isn't all here. It's, it's, not, all, it's not all this. Right? And, and even the Apostle Paul said, if all we have is what we receive down here, how pitiable are we? Did any, did, does anybody remember Paul saying that in the Scripture? Thank you. No, that, no it's not all about what we have here. But, I'm not making the argument that all of our blessing is there. We're blessed here. He's made us promises and he's made provision for us right here. And, and, and believe it or not, this is what it's saying. We, ha- we do not have to wait until we get to heaven. He's talking about it's already been done in the heavenlies. Now, I want to in order for I could give you the whole exegesis, but I'm not. I'm just going to give you a partial exegesis, just to tell you how I believe this or why I believe this. In Ephesians 6, 10 13. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of the darkness of what? This age. This age right here, right now. Amen? Against spiritual hosts of wickedness, where? In the heavenly places. So watch. If the heavenly places is only significant of what happens hereafter, then why should we arm ourselves right now in this age with the spiritual things that God has given us to fight the battle? Because we are in a spiritual battle. We are fighting against the spiritual wickedness. In, are, are you there? So you see why? When, when, so just like that, in the same uh, epistle even, When the Apostle or the Holy Spirit is telling us through the Apostle that we have these, these blessings, these spiritual blessings in heavenly places, he's talking about we have spiritual blessings in the spiritual realm, which actually, if we're walking in the Spirit, we realize them now. But you have to be walking in the Spirit. You have to be walking by faith because they're spiritually discerned. They're spiritually, right? Isn't that what we just talked about a little while ago? Faith talks about, listen, I'm walking. I'm convinced that I already have this. And in this, but again, I haven't sensed it. I ha- it hasn't come to my senses yet. I haven't seen it. I haven't touched it. I haven't tasted it. But I know that I have it. What? Yes, spiritually, I already have it. Well, don't you all get excited? But are you with me? Are you with me? So I have these spiritual blessings. They're spiritual blessings. They're spiritually received. And if I could receive it spiritually, it will be lived out in this realm, in this physical realm. Some of you are looking at me like I got three heads. You, okay, just pray. Just ask the Lord to bless you and start thanking him for the spiritual blessings. See, because you're waiting to see it before you thank him for it. You're waiting to see it. You see, some of us are like Thomas. I'm not going to believe until I put my hand in, in, his, in his nail print. I'm not going, no. And what did, what did Jesus say? Blessed are they who have not seen, yet believe. Yet believe. Look at all of the things that Jesus did. Listen, I, I know this is a repetitive thing, but I, I always think back to this uh, several things, but, but this one thing, when the lady with the issue of blood, Jesus didn't even know that he healed her. But she knew but in every ounce of her, she knew that if she just could get a hold of him, she's going to be healed. In this, see, she, spiritually, she had absolute faith. She, all I got to do is just touch that man. All I got to do is I don't even have to touch his body. I just touch the tassel. I just touch the hem of his garment, and I'm going to be healed. That woman who has suffered all of those years, who went to all the doctors, who went to all the experts, spent all of her money, was told, who knows what? Give me this and we'll do that. Give me this and this will happen. Give me this. Oh, yeah, she, told, she tried it all. Did it all. If I could just touch the hem of his garment. What about the other one, the Gentile, who had a Hebrew or a Jewish, I should say, uh, servant, and he went to Jesus, and he said, my servant he's ill uh, you know and Jesus said well let's go let's go we'll go heal him and he knew it's not you you can't enter my house Uh, you know I'm unclean to you Jews but I just know I understand authority I'm a man like you under authority but I understand all you have to do is say the word and my servant will be healed Jesus was even taken back by his faith I haven't even seen this kind of faith in Israel I haven't seen this look at this faith Look it, he is seeing something happen before it happened. We receive the spiritual blessings by the Spirit, in the Spirit. We don't receive it after... Man. These these signs shall follow those who believe. The belief does not follow the signs. The signs follow the belief. Are, Are you there? You remember that in Mark? All right, I'm glad I'm not the only, thank you. I'm glad I'm not the only one that remembered that out of Mark. I got some of you nodding and said, yep, okay, thank you, Lord. Okay, so we receive these things spiritually. Even in Corinthians, it tells us that, you know, the the, the flesh cannot receive the things that are spiritual. They're spiritually discerned. You, you, can, you cannot receive the things in the flesh that God has promised us in the supernatural. Are you aware, Are you there? Okay. So now, let's go to Revelation real quick. In Revelation um, chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. And to the angel of the church in Sardis, the angel of the church where? In Sardis. The angel of where? The church in Sardis, right? Emphasis on the wrong thing on my part, forgive me. But the church in Sardis, this is the church. These are God's people. These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works that you have a name and that you are alive, but you're dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that, they are, that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. Okay, he, listen. You hath he quickened, you hath he made alive, who were dead in your sins and trespasses. So we know he's not speaking about the body, right? He's speaking spiritually. You're spiritually dead. What? Your sins and trespasses, they're, they're killing you. You're, gonna, you're, you're not going to have eternal life. You're going to have to suffer, suffer the second death. The death sentence is already on you, but we receive Christ raised in the newness of life, and now we're living by the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. And so now, that proof, the evidence, that we're walking in this newness of life is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, right? Okay. So now, we know that because the scripture proves it out. And, and listen, I want to say to you guys that have been in scriptures for a long time, and some of you who are, are learned it in the scriptures just as much, if not more than me, great. I, I appreciate that. Lo- love you. There's so many more scriptures that we could talk about that, you know, just say that very thing. But let's suffice it to say that we were dead, now we're alive in Christ. Right. So now let's look at this. He's saying, You're alive, but you're dead. And he's talking to the church. What the heck? What? what? I, I, I want to avoid reading you a bunch. So I'm just going to say to you, what their works must not have been Fruit of the Spirit. Their works had to have been according to flesh, the old nature. How do I know that? Everything that the Bible talks, it speaks to us. Everything that we already know, that we've studied together, and you have done done on your own. So just think about that. They're a church, and he's saying you're alive, but you're dead. You know what it brought to my mind is remember what Jesus told the Pharisees. Y'all are like whitewashed tombs. You look the part on the outside, but inside is dead men's bones. Right. See, there are a lot of people, and I'm not trying to pick on churches or you or anybody. I'm just saying there are a lot of people that, 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 that go to church, uh, sing the songs, and do everything that they can do on Sundays. And when, but men, when, when you're squeezed, what comes out? Remember that? Remember what I tell you? That's what counts. When you're squeezed, what comes out? When you're squeezed, what comes out proves what's inside when you're squeezed yeah when you're under pressure when things aren't going well right man we have had people walk out of this church because things weren't going their way or because i've preached a message and you know it well not now you know, really or we've had people in the church not like each other, have aughts have with one another because this one said this or looked at that. Or Okay, so now that's, those are just small examples, but the same thing. It doesn't have to be you know, uh, just a, a huge tragedy in my life, that kind of pressure. I lost my job, that kind of pressure. Are all of those things pressure points? Absolutely. You know, my, my, my spouse is cheating on me. Now let's see how I react and act to that. See, we're not talking about it doesn't even have to be that extreme because I want to tell you something my brothers and sisters, we need to be faithful in the little things. Remember that lesson? Remember that teaching? We need to be faithful in the little things. So if someone says something we don't like, you know, we can go ahead and we can go you know, hold an ought or be bitter or we can revile back or we can say something back. Or we can just let it roll off of us. We can, we can go ahead and just forgive them without them even asking for forgiveness. Can we do that? Yeah, you know how we can do that? But listen, I'm not talking about the phony baloney stuff. I'm not saying, i got to forgive, otherwise I'm going to hell. If you, listen, if that's your thought, you're going. Not because I say so. Not because I say, but the scripture says so. Because you can't hold an ought in you. You can't have a root of bitterness in you. You can't, that separates you from the Lord. Amen? That's, and that shows that you're not walking in the spirit. So now watch, I've got to be faithful in those things. So what, here's what happens. Well, Tony, you don't know because this one did that to me. That one did the other thing to me. and You, you, know, you just don't know how cruel they are. You don't know how bad it is. is. Okay, yes, I do, first of all, because I have people, many people who talk bad about me who can't stand me. That's okay. That's all right. Does it hurt my feelings? Sometimes. You would think by now, as old as I am, I'm getting used to it. But I am a little bit. But when certain people... But so now, so I know. So now, look, I have the choice. I have the choice. But here's the thing. The old Tony, the one that went under the water, that one would have tried to figure out how to get back at that person. That one would have figured out even subtly how he could go ahead and pick up a little dart and throw it there. You know, come on now. Ed. T- t- I see some people nodding. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for not leaving me alone. But, but, but let's be honest with you. See, that's the only way we can get right. But see, here's the thing. The old Tony went under the water. The old Tony, I made a proclamation that that old Tony, I'm not going to let him live anymore. So now when that old Tony wants to come up out of the water and, and live along with this new Tony, I've got to put him right back under. And here's how I do that. With the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the only way. I can't do it myself. If I could have did it myself, He wouldn't have had to give me His Spirit. He gave me His Spirit just for that reason. What? To lead me, to teach me. Remember, grace, the definition of grace and the Holy Spirit, they're all one. What? Philippians. Remember. It's God in us working His will to will and to do for His good pleasure. So it's God' grace, His Spirit in me. Amen. In me. Working to will and to do for His good pleasure. He's doing it. He's giving me the understanding of what His will is. And He's, listen, allowing me to understand His will. And He's allowing me to do His will. Amen. He empowers me to do it. So I got to, that's, 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 the old Tony, no, ain't going to happen. The new Tony, led by the Spirit of God. That one. Amen. He's the one that says, okay, I'm going to forgive them. I'm, I'm very fortunate. I have good people around me. I have Christian brothers and sisters around me. I have a great wife who's also Christian who can help me and sometimes kick me around a little bit to let me know, that ain't right. Right? See, now I'm going I'm to tell you something. I'm glad my mother ain't here because she would just say a yes and amen, you know. But, but think about it. We work together. Now, some of you, and I've had people, again, I've had people get mad at me because I would say those things about my wife's relationship and mine, and because they don't have the same relationship, they would get mad at me. I, I, I can't help that. I'm not going to not say how grateful I am to God that he's given me a Christian woman. Here's the thing. What I want to encourage people by saying that is don't marry the wrong person. See, we're we're marrying people and we we start these... young Isabella, young people, we got people listening to us all over the world. Young ladies, do not get hitched up with a man that is not born again who is not a believer in Christ Jesus. If you believe in God, then don't think that you're going to change him. If he's not serving God with all his might right now, if you don't see the fruit of the Spirit in his life, stay away. Amen. Men must say the same thing. Amen. Young men, old men, who it doesn't matter these days, they got these uh, dating sites for 50-year-olds plus. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to get online. I'm going to find my perfect match online. No. I'm not. Let me just stop that right there because I just had a lot of people just click right off. Listen, I don't care how you meet, whatever. Just after you meet, make sure that they're linked with God. So I'm not going to apologize that God has blessed me with a wife and we're yoked up together and some of you enjoy the same thing in this room. 60 plus years. We, man, there, there are, it's, it's amazing. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. If it wasn't, she probably would have kicked me to the curb a long time ago. Now, you know what I'm saying. But, 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 but here's the thing. What, what am I saying? I can't do it without the Holy Spirit. And sometimes the Holy Spirit uses my brothers and sisters and my wife, which is also my sister, to help me, to point out something that, hmm. So now am I going to be mad when someone says, Tony, hey, maybe should I be mad at her when she tells me what the word of God says? No. (coughs) Come on. I'm I'm losing some of you. You're getting bored because I'm not spitting and spewing. You're getting a little bit bored. No, that's real. That's real. That's real. That's what it's about. Someone who loves you enough to tell you that you've got a little schmutz on your face. Someone who loves you enough that they're willing that you may get mad at them, but they love you enough to go ahead and take your wrath in that moment. That's tough. See, I could, I could just be about this. I want to make sure that that person still likes me, so I'm not going to say anything negative. Or, I listen, I want to avoid the tenseness. I want to avoid the argument. It's easy just to keep quiet and go on my merry way. That's easy. God did not call us to go the easy way. Amen. He said, listen, through much trouble, through much tribulation, you're going to enter the kingdom of God. That's what he said. Through much tribulation, you're going to enter the kingdom of God. Jesus said in his word, you're going to have trouble, but be a good cheer, I'll overcome the world. So it's not supposed to be easy. But we're teaching all the young people now, it's supposed to be easy, it's a rock concert. No, it's not supposed to be easy. If it was easy, Jesus wouldn't have had to have been tortured. It's not easy. So they must have been walking, they being the church at Sardis, they must not have been walking according to the spirit. The unction wasn't coming from the spirit are you are, are you there uh, see we need to be walking by the spirit we need to be walking in faith pleasing god not according to our own traditions not worried not let me throw another thing at you maybe the person that i'm really trying to please is not my wife or it's not somebody not my boss not my children, not this, not Maybe the person that I'm trying to please is Mike. Mike knew exactly where I was going with that. Maybe the person that I'm trying to please is me. Maybe it's my own ego that I don't want bruised. You know, maybe it's my pride. See, that, that is telling as well. See, because my brothers and sisters, I, I, you know, you've seen it, we've seen it. I'm not telling on anybody, I'm not naming names, but we've seen this. Even in the church, even sp- people, you know, if, if I say something, I'll have people that, try, I've told you this before, you've, you've, you've heard it you, in your life. So it's not, I would say something and, you know, this happened in church or I preached this or God is dealing with me on this and they got to top you. You ever work, you ever, yeah, they, they got to one up you all the time. Is that fruitful? Is that the fruit of the spirit working? No, it's not, right? How many times have you been in um, in a situation where someone from church, hey, uh, you know, I, I got to say this in confidence, but don't say anything, and they're gonna, they're about to talk about somebody? Is that walking in the spirit? No, nope. I you know, all of these little things, they they kind of they speak to where we are. And you have to be, listen, you have to be loving enough, you have to be spiritual enough to tell that person, hey, listen, that would be like gossip. I want to avoid that. Or, hey, listen, love you, Uh, glad God is working for your ministry, and then I'm not going to go ahead and talk to them about what God is doing in my ministry anymore to give them opportunity to one-up me. Yeah, I could still love them, I could still, but you, you see what I'm saying? Or it may be that, are you, are you following me? I think I lost some of you, but I, I hope I didn't. Are you following me? See, because sometimes it's these subtle things that trip us up. See, we've got to be faithful in these little things. So now, let me give you another example. And this is so good. This is in the third epistle of John. And I'm going to be reading from John chapter one, uh, third John chapter one. Uh, this is the elder, John himself. To the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. See that? Just as your as just as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. Did you did you see that? You see what the Holy Spirit is, is speaking through John? You see what the Holy Spirit is saying? Listen. I pray that you would prosper and be in good health. I pray that you would prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. So he's saying, look, I pray that you would prosper in this realm physically, materially, and be in good health, that you would be healthy physically. You see what John is saying? So is it wrong for us to expect or believe that God can prosper us physically? Of, Of course it's not wrong. How, how could it be wrong? John is just praying for it. Right? If it were wrong, why would John pray for it? And why would it be included in the Bible? The Holy Spirit is leading the <laughs> Apostle John, the one who Jesus loved, and saying, listen, and, uh, but you've but you got to couple it together. See what he's saying? He's saying, I pray that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. And how does he know his soul is prospering? He says, because they've told me that you know the truth and you're walking in the truth. Your life is showing the evidence of your faith. Oh, come on, somebody should say amen. Your life is showing evidence that you know the truth and you're walking in this truth, right? Hallelujah. So big deal, Tony. Man, that is a big deal. Everything that the Lord has been teaching us and then we see right here in this little piece of scripture where the apostle John, now who is John? John just happens to be somebody who the Holy Spirit is speaking to to and through. And he's speaking to a saint. He's speaking to someone who's born again. See, we just saw Jesus himself speaking through John to the church at Sardis. And what is he saying? You're alive but you're dead. How does he know they're dead? By what they're doing or not doing as it were. And now we see the same John, the Holy Spirit, same Holy Spirit, same Jesus, same Spirit of truth, speaking through John, telling another saint, I pray that you would prosper, right, and be in good health. I'm praying for that because God is able to deliver it. Who is he praying to? It wasn't a trick question. You could say it out loud. Who's, he, who's John praying to? God. God. He's praying to God for Gaius to prosper and be in good health. So wouldn't it stand to reason that he's, if you're going to the one who could bless you with those things in this realm? Well, it's so good to be with you Methodists here this morning. What the heck is going on here? Well, maybe it's because you already know that. Okay, then let's, let's, let's push on that just a little bit. If we already know that, then what are we lacking? See, part of the problem is sometimes in churches, especially in non-denominational, let's say, uh, let me just say it this way. Because the prosperity message has been so abused, it's because it's been so talked about and preached so uh, irresponsibly, and so much for just for those who are on top of this multi-level marketing scheme so that they can get theirs. So because that's been abused, it's almost like bad to say that God wants you to be prosperous. God does want you to be prosperous, but he wants your soul to prosper. And then in this scripture, it's saying, see, now they twist this. They who, they who believe that all it's about is your material goods and possessions here. And that is a, a, a gauge as to how good you're doing spiritually. Because now, if your soul is prospering, then you're going to go ahead. His soul is already prospering. See? You see? His soul is already prospering. He's already got it. He's already... And so, how do I know that? Because it says it. But look at what it says. The brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you that you know you have knowledge and that you walk in what you know. Come on. Right? Okay, so now you know it, and you're walking in it. People see it. You're living it out. So now your soul is prospering. Now I'm praying that you would, listen, that you would prosper in this, current, in this material world, and that you would be in good health. Amen. I'm telling you right now, my brothers and sisters, man, you should be praying for your own prosperity, but make sure that you don't put the cart before the horse. I want to pray. Father, prosper me in my soul. Father, I want to be more close to you than I've ever been. Amen. See, if we're praying and we want to get closer to God just so that we can have more prosperity here on earth, it ain't going to happen. And if it does happen, it's not going to last. It won't last. No. Father, I got this test. I'm going to be good, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm gonna listen to my parents. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight with my sibling. Uh, just help me pass this test. No, it doesn't work that way. No, no, no. Father, I love you. Father, I have some ill feelings toward my sibling. I want to choke their neck, not hug their neck. So I need you to work on the inside of me. I, I need you to prosper my soul right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I need you to prosper me. I need you to grow me up. See, I, I, I Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, dear, I, we have nothing. Father, the bank account and I got bills. So, Father, I'm going to go to church. And <coughs> I'm going to make sure I'm there every time the door is open. I'm going to do everything Pastor Tony says. No. No, no, no. Father, I love you. I want more of your word in me. And now I got this word, you see. Father, I have faith. I trust in you. You said... Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. I'm seeking you first, Lord. I don't care about these other things. They take a back seat to you. You know that I have need of them. But I want more of you, Lord. Lord. Prosper me spiritually. Lord, help me to walk in the spirit. Lord, help this character, these fruits that I hear taught about, that I read about, help this to be realized in my life. Lord, how come I can't love unconditionally? Lord, how come it seems like, you know, something's always going wrong, this joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. Lord, I, I, want, I, I, I read about it, I hear Pastor Tony, I hear about it, but how come it's not realized in my life? peace Lord I do I want peace I want wellness I want wholeness I want this Lord I believe that you provide it but yet I'm lacking what's wrong what am I doing wrong you're looking for the wrong things to bring you joy you're looking for the wrong things to bring you peace you're looking for the wrong things to calm you down You're looking for the wrong things to love. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things, first his fruit, and then the material things will be added unto you. So God, in this moment, we find ourselves seeking you. There are hearts and minds right now in this room that are seeking you. Lord, there is a lot of unconfessed sin in this room. Father, we we're asking you in Jesus' name to give us the strength and the courage to confront ourselves. And not to be mad with those around us or not to resent those around us who don't struggle with the same struggles that we do. Help us to be clean before you. I can't clean myself. We can't clean ourselves, Jesus. So in this moment, we surrender our hearts and our minds and all that we are to you and ask you, Lord, reveal these things, these bad habits, these things that we should not do and that we continue to do, these secret things Lord, we surrender them to you right now. Your will in us, done. Your will. Father, help us to decrease so that you might increase. Father, help us not to look at these things of the world and to be enticed. Father, we really do, there are people in this room who really do understand that we are in a spiritual battle and that our enemy seeks to kill us and destroy us. But he uses our own lust, the lust of our own flesh to pull us away from you. So Lord, right now, I pray that you would help each and every one of us. Father, with the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. All of these very basic things that the enemy is, it, it just tears us apart with. Father, specifically those things in each of our lives individually, would you please help us to pinpoint those things that we may be able to commit those things unto you and have them under the blood of Jesus. And so right now, Lord, Right now, your children, your children, we're your children. We're crying to our Abba, our Abba, our Father, our Dad, the one who loves us, the one who who died for us. Father, we appeal to you. Daddy, we appeal to you. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. And now, Lord, as we continue to surrender ourselves to you, we ask again that you would increase and that we would decrease. Father, we want your spirit, the fruit of your spirit, to be evident in everything that we do, all the walks of our lives, not just when we're around church people, not just when we're around those people who love us, or not just around those people who we feel comfortable with, but at all times, Lord, At all times. And in this moment, Lord, I appeal on behalf of my brothers, my loved ones, and we bind our faith together. Father, I pray for health and strength in the bodies. Father, I pray that those who have been praying for a long time for certain things and they have not seen it yet, I pray, Lord God, that they would start thanking you right now because in the spirit they realize they already have it. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for raising up mighty warriors in this room. Thank you, Lord, for spiritual strength. Thank you, Lord, for all of the good things that you've blessed us with. And thank you, Lord, that we have blessings that we can't even imagine, but you're going to reveal it to us. And we receive it. We receive everything that you have for us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. We lift up your name. We glorify you. We honor you. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Now, to he who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to that power that works in us, to him be all the glory in the church by Christ Jesus forever and ever and ever, and ever. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace.